Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Angle whips it out. <laughs> Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 20th of July in the year of our Lord 2000. The cause, Breathless, is number one in the charts. Go on, go on. Leave me yeah. breathless. Oh, that would help. <laughs> uh, Chicken Run is back at number one in the UK box office after Mission Impossible 2 came out. Everyone watched it, then told their mates, ah, just buy the soundtrack instead, mate. Uh, Lennox <laughs> Lewis successfully defended his WBC, IBF, IBO lineal heavyweight titles against Francois Bouta via second round KO. Bloody hell, knocked him out, uh, not sent him on, what's the expression, Bambi legs. <laughs> very quickly hey imagine that a British heavyweight having all four heavyweight titles oh, don't be silly Tom that never happened madness again. mate madness and the real news this week is that Mario Tennis is released for the N64 giving the world the debut of Waluigi oh what a day what an underrated greatness from Waluigi the idea being a bit throwaway like oh we need a we need an evil version of Luigi Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> it's and then he went done, away. and he that... went and had his lunch. <laughs> and that's lunch and a bonus. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Harko Holly's cousin. Wah, Holly. <laughs> I want all wrestlers to have a wah version of themselves going forward. <laughs> Isn't that right? Wah, Andy Orton. <laughs> Oh my god, May 19th, it's Wakin. Just sounds. <laughs> sounds northern. Yarit, I'm Wakin. Oh no, it's my. Anyway. Well, it... <laughs> hang on, hang on, Kane, hang on, Kane. We haven't Later. even done the intro yet. Later. <laughs> but that was what was happening in the ugly world of Realityville. What was happening in the wonderful world of the WWF just days before the fully loaded pay per view? I don't know, actually, Jeff. <laughs> so, so pay-per-view. So, so, so Smackdown. <laughs> oh, I must have missed it. Let's have a little look in the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review for 20th of July 2000. 
featuring the dulcet tones of myself, that Matthew chap, and Mr. Tom Cavill. <laughs> Tom Cavill! Tom Cavill! I had a great night's sleep. Mr. Tom Campbell, <laughs> our navigator extraordinaire. That's what was supposed to be said. What was said was Mr. Tom Gavel, because we're going to bang him. <laughs> to- Tom Wavel. Bloody hell. <laughs> Well, spoiler, uh, because I've this week the Raw and SmackDown reviews are taped out of order. So there's a brand new classic Raw review going out on Saturday in which in the intro I call myself John Campbell. So You called yourself John Campbell. If I can't get my name right, how can I expect anyone else to? So if we want to Photoshop doing, do I have to sell do I have to say <laughs> Photoshop John, not to be confused with John Campbell? Don't say into the mirror either. Three times faster, I'll appear in your bedroom, which, which some people might promises, be quite keen promises. On. <laughs> I was going to say, Tom. Well, that's only other place you're not appearing right now is in people's hey. mirrors. So, how are you doing, you magnificent person? Mate, all is well. I've just found Annika Rice on Twitter, and Ooh. I have and I have put out a quote retweet, and I am I will give you a live update as the show goes on as to whether or not I interact with. One of my crushes from the 90s in Annika Rice, uh, she used to host a TV show in the UK called Challenge Annika, where she would, in a jumpsuit, jump into a helicopter and have like the space of 24 hours to, I don't know, fix a, build a school or, or, or rearrange furniture or construct a party boat or something. She just, just kind of like the saviour of the world was Challenge Annika. In fact, I need to punt out for Pachiti to watch Challenge Annika uh, on, uh, on See You Next Tuesday on our oh, Twitch stream. Oh, good show. But I put out a quote retweet, and I'm hoping that we may hear from Annika Rice before the end of this podcast. Fingers crossed I'll keep you updated. <laughs> but I may all is, all is well in the world as well as can be. How about you, more importantly? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I would not recommend people adjusting their sleep patterns so they can watch wrestling live. Uh, sometimes you get Phoenix versus oh, what happened last night. Kenny Omega. It's a fantastic match. Well worth uh, ruining your sleep pattern in last week. Other times you get one of the worst put together roars in living memory due to COVID mania possibly running wild and half the roster being in the you know bloody hospital getting hosed down. Average, that's what happens. I haven't had COVID yet. Um, <laughs> So I am kind of away, kind of here. And it's annoying because I'm actually trying to remove my little speech, uh, what's the word, or trademark, with the dramatic pause that I realise I do sometimes because that's literally my brain thinking. So now I'll just have a gap in between sentences as opposed to during, and I will do my absolute best to remember the name of my lovely co-host. <laughs> can, I, can I offer a, a quick update on that? Um, don't worry if what? you don't remember my name. It's absolutely fine. Who are you? Um, no, no Annika Rice update, but Alex, who is home today uh, for the last time in a while because she's doing like 470 days straight uh, at Oof. her essential work going forward. But in her last afternoon here, she's just brought me in pancakes. Oh. And they're, they're a triumph. A triumph, darling. She's nodding. You can say hello. It's only Matthew. Oh, it's only and, and, and cultaholic people. It's only Matthew. <laughs> I mean, only Matthew in the nicest possible way. But Alex's like, no, I'm a professional. I can't talk on. Oh, it's Matthew. I saw it. That was it, Alex. You went. Well, no, it's. I'll be a professional. I won't say anything. And then as soon as we went, it's Matthew. You went. Oh, I'll come in and say. Oh, he's alright. <laughs> These are a triumph, darling. They are at the Biscoff ones. Biscoff pancakes. Do you want some? Oh. I'll send you some love. Do you want yeah. some? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll upload me some pancakes. 
Uploads, yeah, Matthew says, can you please upload him some pancakes? Yeah, that's bar. fine. Doing that now. These are nice, though. These are good. Are you happy with them? Yeah, they're all right. They're, well, to say they're, they're like low fat and good for you, then yeah, they're, health, they're healthy ones, as long as they taste. They do, they made it up. Like pancakes. All this is staying in the podcast, by the way. Um, they are, <laughs> they're healthy. They feel light. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. They're beautiful. Thank you. No worries. Love you. All that's staying in the podcast. <laughs> And why not? Tom? And why not? Anyway, um, so we're going to get into the rigors of SmackDown this week. Oh, let's do this admin before we start. Next week on the Classic SmackDown review, these come round thick and fast. They really do. It is the Cultaholic Classic fully loaded 2000 watch along. I am so, so very excited to share WWF fully loaded 2000 with you. I think it is. Possibly the best WWF pay-per-view of the best year for the WWF, as memory serves. And I haven't watched it in many years, but my my memory tells me it was one of the best pay-per-views they put on this year. And I'm so excited that I get to watch it with Matthew. But it's not just Matthew that is going to be watching it with me. Happy to reveal, happy to announce that making a return to the Cultaholic Classic uh, family of podcasts is to join us for a watch along special. The one and only man behind the What Happened series on YouTube, Matt McMuscles, is coming back. Yay! Hey! And Matt- he'll be eating pancakes. He better be. <laughs> Matt McMuscles will be joining us next week to watch. Uh, the the whole of fully loaded and provide a commentary track for you as well. But that's next week. Matthew yet has to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown, which we're going to get to very shortly. But I want to just give a little bit of an insight into the wrestling world at large. And you know what? Ooh, I think I think Math, you might be able to lead us in this because this is an event that took place four days prior to this episode of SmackDown. If I was to say to you, Matthew Gregg, ECW Heatwave 2000. Uh, what happened? What <laughs> Matt McMuscles covers the, the XPW invasion. <laughs> it confuses half his audience. Well, um, one of the only noteworthy things to happen on a pretty lackluster ECW pay-per-view it's really weird talking about ECW pay-per-views because if you look at them non-biasedly, you can go, a bit rough these, aren't they? But so many people, even to this day, decades later, will go, no, ECW, it was one of the best. And you're like, that's, that's just not true, mate. It's not true at all. <laughs> Apart from Jerry Lynn getting Steve Carino's blood off his forehead and using it to wor- write the word die on his own chest, oh, that's the only thing coming from the pay-per-view was the fact that a local, I want to say indie, I mean, they were, but they also had big books behind them because they were funded by Rob Black and his porno company, which in the 2000s was, you know, having Donald Trump money. Um, the XBW crew showed up uh, to appear in the crowd to, to, with paying tickets, for, uh, some of them front row. Uh, they showed up wearing XBW merchandise and shirts and the either the, uh, who would it be? Security, all the wrestlers came out before the show started and said, look, you can sit down here, but you have to turn your shirts inside out and uh, we don't know any trouble. And they went, yep, that's fine. Okay. And then just as the main event of Just Incredible, this is Tommy Dreamer, was happening, 
off camera because the cameras made sure to not focus on what started it, which confused a lot of people. That's why there's been some speculation. Uh, they stood up, took their shirts off, uh, uh, turned them round, whatever, to have XBW, started jumping up and down, going, XBW, XBW, they may have had some signs, may have some merch, I don't know. And I think it was, told coders, it was Kid Chaos. Uh, I think Rob Black was there himself. Um, Supreme, I think. Maybe Webb. Anyway, I'm just, no one knows who these pilly people. I must as well make them up. Yeah, Dopey was there, Bashful. What do you, what do you know? Okay. Um, but anyway, what this resulted in was half the locker room of ECW coming out, charging them, and this was kept on the pay-per-view, uh, and basically getting into a huge, massive fight with them, seeing them outside, and getting the attention of the crowd. On commentary, they do make a little reference to, oh, those are uh, people on the front row or something. Or I think one of them says or speculates that one of them tried to grab Francine, Tommy Dreamer's uh, valet at the time. And obviously they said, no, that wasn't true. And yeah, this was supposed to get some attention for XPW and the fact that it's even covered on WWE's website because people were talking about it. I'm not sure if it did much positive things towards XPW's image, but as the company went on, there wasn't a lot of positive things about XPW's image. So it was hardly like, Oh no, this great company lowering themselves. I'm like, no, this is, this is at least they were consistent with how they were. Uh, and yeah, and then funnily enough, some of the people involved in it, like New Jack, who definitely went out and beat some people up because it's New Jack. Of course. We're working for XBW the next year. <laughs> there is some interesting parallels uh, with ECW and XPW that were made. Like XPW very much sort of painted themselves as an ECW X outfit. Extreme Pro Wrestling had uh, had lawsuits from ECW in in previous yes. months because of uh, uh, the the overwhelming similarity to what they do. Uh, but there is something funny about how ECW, which which has always prided itself on being this rebel outfit, uh, were banning XPW signs from being brought into the venue. <laughs> nothing says nothing says rebel spirit like saying don't bring that sign in. Uh, it's just, just funny at the time. I, I get why because you don't want to give these guys an inch by the sounds of it. Uh, XPW guys who were in attendance that night were Christy Mist who got her chebs out, Jimmy the homeless oh. guy who didn't, Chris Kloss. <laughs> Kid Chaos and Supreme. Uh, they all got into it a couple of times. At one point, uh, Sandman spilling a beer on Supreme, trying to start something with Supreme, started trying to start something with Rhino and Supreme. They just ignored him. And then it was as Francine was sort of teasing, getting naked or, or taking her top off to the crowd in the main event. The Christy Miss just went, oh, I'll just do it now. There you go. Hey. And that was what happened. And then from there, there was a, a shoving contest with Mist and Francine. Others got involved. The ECW locker room emptied. A little brawl occurred in the crowd that led to everybody from XPW being thrown out. XPW will put out a a, web, a a blog on their website where they would try and babyface themselves, saying uh. they bought tickets. They weren't there to cause trouble. They were going to show off the XPW t-shirts and leave, but no, the ECW guys were spoiling for it all night or something like that. So, yeah, it didn't. It, they didn't cover themselves in glory here, to be honest. You know, you, you, there's, there's part of you that goes, well, we respect what you're trying to do, but don't be dicks about it. And uh, they, were, they were dicks about it. At the end of this long old blog, by the way, Rob Black, who is the owner, and he was the, the porn mogul, which is how a lot of his money 
came in and that bankrolled XP Dub uh, challenged five ECW wrestlers to a shoot fight at a future XPW show. So nothing says we were the good guys here than by ending it all by saying, hey, I tell you what, let's all have a fight again. So well done, everybody. You're all heroes. That's the uh, the, the heat wave incident from 2000. Good times, eh, Maff? Oh, absolutely. And if you love that, don't worry. Apparently, there is an XPW episode of Vice's Dark Side of the Ring coming out. <gasps> yes! That's exciting It may news. have to be two and a half hours long, but it is happening. There won't be a Dark Side of the Ring episode for Bob Backlund's ECW run, but we do have an update on it. We talked about this last week. This took you by surprise, didn't it, Mav? Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of this, and it was also very amusing. Last time we said, <laughs> we're covering this. Dave Meltzer, ECW insists this is not an angle. Like, fuff. <laughs> Go on, Tom. Of course they do. Uh, from the Wrestling Observer for this week, Paul Heyman said he never invited Backlund to the Poughkeepsie show. He said if Backlund was invited, it wasn't by himself or Tommy Dreamer. He said that Backlund arrived, came into the back and wanted to shoot an angle. Paul Heyman said he'd consider it after the tapings were over. Heyman said the guy who heckled Backlund to be in character was a plant that was brought in by Backlund. So in the what happened prior was that Bob Backlund had gone to an ECW show. Somebody gave him some jip in the crowd. So he starts going wild during the main event and just pulling all eyes away from him, then getting thrown out of the building. Uh, apparently, this was somebody that was... Th- that was planted by Backlund to start something. Uh, he said it was never mentioned on the ECW website or pushed on television, says Heyman. Although on the hardcore TV show during the match, you can tell when it's all happening because you can see Backlund uh, sort of making a fuss of himself. He said that Bob Backlund wanted to apologise about it afterwards and also security apologised for roughing up Backlund afterwards. So it wasn't a plan, wasn't a ploy by the sounds of it, wasn't a work shoot or whatever, brother, brother, brother. Uh, Hulk Hogan's currently doing all that with uh, WCW uh, but it's a fun little little note in the history books that Bob Backlund tried to do a work shoot with mm. extreme championship wrestling and he was there going this is the problem with wrestling today <laughs> kids don't know about the work shoot <laughs> he's there, there challenging wrestling fans you name all the WWWF wrestlers in order or you will get my autograph and the guy's like what <laughs> pretty accurate a few notes from i have w- never smoked <laughs> I, I have never eaten marijuana everyone turns around and goes we have <laughs> you're in the wrong room mate <laughs> read the room backland uh from wcw not much to report new blood rising is on the horizon uh oh. will feature goldberg versus kevin nash versus Scott Steiner oh. in what they're calling a shoot fight. Brother, 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 shoot, brother, brother. <laughs> Shooting's really all did. the rage, mate. Shooting is all... Shooting's the new working, don't you know? <laughs> oh, God. You're not a fan, are you? Sorry, just my fingers curl like the, <laughs> like the witch's feet in The Wizard of Oz, just remembering that bloody... He's going against the script. This isn't on our schedule. You know, Tony Schiavone having to get off a bit of paper and look, look dumbfounded. Like it's <laughs> a, a piece monkey of paper that just fire. says Denny's menu. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on our script? Goldberg will not shoot. See, that's where it says hit here. <laughs> In crayon. Um, Hogan was on the Bubble the Love Sponge radio show this week because oh. he is one to do. 
Uh, he claimed that Vince Russo was brought in uh, by WCW, but secretly he is still working for the WWF. So they're really going to town on this shoot thing, and it looks as if Hogan is proper falling out of favour with WCW and uh, more more shenanigans yet to come. Will this this? And I believe that we won't see Hulk Hogan back in WCW again. No, he's done. Done. That's it. That's the end of a, a run in WCW that lasted five years. It was five years, wasn't it? Hogan was there. Joined in 95. No, 94 he joined, didn't he? That's right, yeah. So so six years. He yeah. joined in 94, uh, brought all his mates in, <laughs> spearheaded the, the, the rise of the popularity of the New World Order, spearheaded the colossal tumble in popularity with the New World Order, and now he's gone. So, cheers, Hogan. That's a career ret- That's a career retrospective of Hulk Hogan in WCW. Yeah. You summed it up beautifully, Tom. Thank you. Uh, two notes from the World Wrestling Federation before we get into SmackDown this week. Oh, good. Who are they having a brawling or make a cameo appearance in the crowd? Come on, that's well, all the rage. Uh, well, Crash Holly made a cameo at the HR department in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> okay. Uh, Crash has been fined following an incident where he apparently passed out during a PR appearance for the company at WWF New York. Just a few months back, he signed a brand new deal. This is the third such incident reported to the company. He was given the riot act about one more such incident and his future will be very much in jeopardy. So Crash Holly's not uh, not in the best light at the moment in WWF. Bloody hell, he passed out. Mm. That's left that weirdly ambiguous. Yeah, they kept it very vague. I think there's some sort of abuse going on there of the substance variety. Uh, and also this week, Joni Laura posed for Playboy. China, officially a Playboy cover girl, because when you are trying to pare back the 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 product that you put out to make it more family friendly, I think the best way to do that is get one of your female performers to pose for Playboy. I think that really helps. Uh, you'll get to see uh, China on the front cover of Playboy in November. This is the second time they have done it. They had uh, they had Sable on the cover uh, some time ago. There was some legal wranglings uh, for a future episode for a future episode of Playboy that caused some disagreements between the WWF and Playboy. It's all been sorted. China's on the front. <laughs> so yay! Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know what? That couldn't have happened at a more better time. Exactly. The FTC did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong, as it, we'll see later on. It's at this point I throw over to oh, Mafior Greg, who will talk us through this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown, just three days away from Fully Loaded 2000. Yes, he will. He's not lying. Oh. The show starts off with the dramatic video package. You hear The Rock's voice. The people's champ has one demand, Benoit. The people's champion and the undefeated WCW champion, just need to point that out, brawled on Raw with Shane McMahon interfering to allow Benoit to chair shot The Rock. So later on, The Rock twatted him backstage in revenge. (laughs) And when Shane got (laughs) interfered there, The Rock simply waited outside the backstage area and twatted Benoit again when he came out, (laughs) then dragged Benoit on top of a limousine for a rock bottom. And then Shane McMahon came and grabbed Benoit and, I don't know, just pressed triangle and Grand Theft Auto, and they took the limo for a ride. The Rock threw a chair at the limo and very accurately hit it, thus ruining him of getting his deposit back from Limo's Arus. Bloody hell, I am ready for fully loaded. 
But before that, one last stop at Widdy Wee Widdy Woo Land. We're in Long Island, New York. And local lad, Commissioner Foley is here. After his little trip to the southeast of Asia, uh, to show off his new weird remix of the Wreck theme. Uh, sounds really awkward. It might as well have had Foley singing, no, 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 over the top. It put they me in mind better. of his, um, his Aldi theme from TNA Wrestling, <laughs> mm. where they take the a somewhat popular version, make it just different enough to avoid getting sued. Like his Aldi theme, which was... It had vocals in it. Do you remember when he was in TNA? Both hands on the wheel of mid highway. <laughs> and then some nonsense about have a nice day. <laughs> oh, you remember, I remember that? Have a nice day, but That's the one. That's the one. I'm going to write a book about this. It's not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, the crowd loves him, and he cheap pops immediately for even more love. Right here in Long Island, thumbs up. Lola wonders if they did some nuclear testing here at some point. Mick Foley is staggered by the brutality from The Rock. And that's coming from Mick Foley. <laughs> He's never seen that level of hatred in The Rock's eyes. So much so that Mick Foley is concerned that Rock is going to be more focused on getting his revenge than defending the WWF title. And he does not want the main event of the pay-per-view to be just a two-minute main event. And a side note, Palestine Magazine were very scathing in their criticism when Rock vs. Shame Up Man on Raw a few weeks ago went about 20 seconds. So Foley is saying DQs do count, are fully loaded in the main event, and the title can change hands on a disqualification. Crowd boos. Good. <laughs> yeah. Mick Foley is also here to stop the brutality that has occurred under his commissionership, which gets more booing because that's what we hate here in Long Island, is brutality. <laughs> Interesting setup. Y2J is here, and he also does not want the brutality to end, as he has a last man standing match with Triple H this Sunday. And tonight, he doesn't feel like the charismatic funny Jericho. He feels more like a hunter. Jericho reminds Foley he's a member of the I just beat the hell out of Triple H club and Jericho wants in. Jericho says it sucks because he's still in the Stephanie is a filthy, dirty, disgusting, brutal, skanky, bottom-feeding trash bag hoe club. But Jericho can't wait until Sunday because, oh wait, here's Chris Benoit and Simba McMahon. Benoit thinks Foley is a lousy commissioner and says The Rock has attacked Benoit with a chair loads of times. Benoit doesn't even stop for the crowd chatting a-hole at him to get out his fury. The Rock has to resort to these gutless acts on the greatest technician, technical wrestler in WWF. Rock needs chairs. All Benoit needs is the crossface. Hey, Jericho, you remember the crossface? Oh, wait, maybe you don't, because last time you are in it, you passed out. La, 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 la. Shame it, man, then gets the mic. Boom! <laughs> and agrees with Foley because The Rock can't beat Benoit by himself. So they should do Rock versus Benoit one-on-one -on -one tonight. And because The Rock is a filthy, dirty cheat, he'll get himself DQ'd again, and Benoit will be the champion, going into Fully Loaded. Sounds good, right? Wrong. This causes Triple H to show up and immediately pedigree, ah, pedigree Jericho, while Benoit and Shane hold off Foley which causes The Rock to show up 
to scare off Benoit and Triple H. So tonight, player, it's a tag team match between The Rock and Jericho versus Triple H and Benoit. This went long, mm. but necessarily long. And I enjoyed it, and I loved everyone getting their little interactions in. But I don't know why Shane would tease a one-on-one title match tonight and then not do it. I always assumed that the rule of thumb was don't tease something if you can't deliver that or better. What did you think, Tom? I, I agree. I, the idea that Shane was trying to angle for a title match, I think is a pretty heelish thing to do anyway. I feel like the roles were a bit reversed here in the sense that you had Mick Foley make the decree that The Rock can lose the belt on a DQ, which felt like a sort of... A, I wasn't... That feels like a, a stipulation that you would give if the heel was champion. The idea that the champ would, would the heel champ would try and get out of defending the title by getting disqualified, and therefore, oh, you can the belt changes hands on a DQ. Deal with that. The I, I wasn't. I know Mick tried his best with it, but I didn't buy the reason for putting a DQ title change stip in there. That should have been something that the heels could have organised. And then in turn, like again, like Shane saying, "Hey." Give us a title match against The Rock tonight. That feels like something that a babyface challenger would want. To go, I want a match with the champ tonight and then not get it. So the roles felt a bit reversed. I don't know how you could have done it. I know, I know, we know why. History tells us why the DQ thing is there. It's a storyline thing. But I don't know. It just felt like a weird thing for Mick to say. But it went long. But it was enjoyable. Everyone got some bits in there. And it's... Do you know what's nice? It's nice seeing Triple H, The Rock, Jericho and Benoit all at the top. But the feud's all crisscrossed. That's nice to see. Like, Rock feuding with Chris Benoit is nice and fresh. And then Jericho and Triple H feels nice and fresh. So it's nice that we're getting that mix up at the top. And the tag team main event, player, player, player. Absolutely. Everyone's... In the Premier League, no one's playing uh, Rotherham. Right? No, exactly. There's no Rotherhams here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if you're a Rotherham, like Rotherham fan, by the way. But yeah, I was going to say. Really Stand by it. <laughs> I'd apologise, but you've obviously suffered long enough. Um, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero and China head out, and they want revenge on Perry Saturn, who attacked Eddie Guerrero and Raw. And we mean attack. He bounced him off the guardrail and then delivered a kind of jackhammer-looking move on the ramp. Ain't that brutal? The new-look Perry, who now has Terry Reynolds as a manager because she's not doing anything, has his own Titantron with the Air Raid intro, a.k.a. the one from No Mercy. Yeah. Yeah, no top hat just yet, but we're getting there. And Terry hides behind Perry on the way to the ring as we get the zoom in on China. And that's all we get mention of. China's not doing anything else with any of the magazines right now. She's just staring at Terry. And speaking of repackaged radicals with women, here's Dean, Twisted Steel, and Sex Appeal Malenko with some local whores. <laughs> he attempts to interfere and gets double clotheslined, but oh no, I beg your pardon. Apparently he's in the match now. The announcers are too busy talking about the Benoit Rock situation to explain what the bloody hell this is. So it's a three-way with the Radicals and their new women's. China, um, China massages Dean from behind while pretending to be one of his whores. He slowly realises as he turns around and does the, No, it's China! <laughs> to the joy of the crowd in a nice spot. 
it's very funny. And you do go, wait, that, that's Steve Malenko, isn't it? Isn't Steve Malenko <laughs> doing comedy spots? Uh, Dean lands a wheelbarrow suplex in a nice moment. Perry lands the T-bone on Eddie before hurling Eddie into the air and power bombing him. The ending comes from Perry getting whipped into the buckles, bouncing back into Dean, who then bounces back into an Eddie schoolboy for Eddie to retain his European title. Perry is pissed and jackhammers Eddie again before delivering a clothesline to China and then giving her a jackhammer. And God, does that look grisly. Right in the head and neck. Uh, Perry is back, baby. And the Radicals are destined to feud forever. <laughs> Not a what bad match, Tom? this. A decent little triple threat shenanigan here. I stand by what I have said many times about Perry Saturn. That I think he is an underrated beast of a worker. He, like, uh, it's it, is it hyperbole to say, like, I get this sort of Brock Lesnar vibe off him? And it sounds, I know, I know, right? And you, I can hear scoffing around the world. Uh, and that one listener that we have in Botswana, according to the Acast Insights, I hear scoffing <laughs> all around the world when I say that. But remove the fact <laughs> that it's Perry Saturn, right? Remove the fact that it's Perry Saturn. And just watch him work. Pulls out a pop-up powerbomb. At one point, which looked ace, and that fin- the 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 su- suplex jackhammer that he does, I like that as a finish. I like that. The one thing that I feel like lets him down is th- th- there's a lot of timing issues, particularly in this match. I think the finish, the post match angle, felt like a bit of a hot mess, and and it's and music cues play a big part in that. Like the music starting, and then the fight sort of carrying on, and like. There's a one point where China tried to grab Terry's leg as they're leaving and Perry boots China. It just felt a little bit rough around the edges in terms of how it was delivered. Not a bad triple threat, to be fair. Eddie Guerrero is always great. I want to point that out. Like, I know I've talked a lot about Perry Saturn in a match featuring Eddie Guerrero, but Guerrero's already there. Like, Guerrero's a star on, on the rise. Hell, heck, he's risen. And Malenko's always very good. But never enough love for Perry Saturn. I will continue to give love for Perry Saturn. Bless you, Tom, focusing so much on Perry Saturn. You're like, oh, Eddie's good as well. I'm like, all right, let me, let me write that down. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie will be Guerrero fine. Eddie equals good. <laughs> Eddie will be fine. <laughs> Perry won't. <laughs> Mind you yeah. saying that, no, actually, I know what happens on Sunday. Actually, I think he will be fine. Like I said, Perry Saturn is back, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. He hadn't gone, hadn't gone anywhere. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, at the local watering hole, Edge and Christian are looking forward to hunkering down some drinks because hunkering rules. <laughs> they beat the Acolytes on Raw and vowed to do the same up fully loaded. So just to remind people, the Acolytes are, I think, still the number one contenders to the tag titles. But Edgy Christian should be trying to get out of their match for a while now. Won't get any replays of the Raw match, but I'm sure it went very well and it was very fair and they didn't cheat at all. So they get ready for this night of shenanigans by ordering a drink with a little umbrella in it. Because in the year 2000s, manly men drank stuff like Bud Light. (laughs) Not a namby-pamby girl's drink, like a one with a little umbrella. No, Bud Light was for men. It's true, we did. We all did. We all did. That pub, JB's, by the way, in New York, it's now called Murphy's. I looked it up online. And they do chicken parmo. 
No. They do. Oh, no, that's, a diff- that's a different thing, though. Chicken parmesan in America is a different kettle of fish to a parma over here. Is it, is it though? Yeah, it's a, it's a, like a proper Italian dish, isn't it? In America. Oh, I just saw I just saw their uh, their menu board and their chicken parmo on the menu board, and I was like, oh, okay. Parmo, USA. Cause I don't call it a parmo. They were like parmo. <laughs> you know what they call a parmo in France. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been told. Yeah, look at the pictures of it. No, it looks no one near it. And I swear I've seen TV shows where they've ordered it, and I've gone parmo. Ah, uh, yeah, it might have been parmigiana, which looks slightly different, and 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 yeah. A bit more of a, uh, a a brothy type concoction. I'm sure. Yeah, they have they have some uh, biscuits and gravy with their parmos. Ah, oh, I like biscuits and gravy. <laughs> George, what? I like some biscuits and gravy. I want to I want to open a restaurant for American tourists. Serve biscuits and gravy, and then when they sit down, just bring them over a pack of digestives and some bisto. <laughs> Get stuck in. That's what you like, isn't it? Yeah, you. You weirdos. <laughs> Go shove your palmos up your... Meanwhile, at the APA <laughs> HQ... It's not a biscuit, that's blatantly a scone! <laughs> uh, the Smackdown debut, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Tom, of Just Joe. It is indeed the Smackdown debut of Just Joe. Oh, goody. He makes his Smackdown debut, but commits the sin of not going through the APA's door. <laughs> so they send him out. And yell at him as he tries to exit via not the door. So instead of going around the door to come in the door, he has to go out of the door to come into the door. And again, just to paint a pretty picture here, the APA at this point had a backstage area consisting of a little table, some chairs, some poker, some buds, because they're real men, and one door. Not attached to anything, just a door frame, but would still insist that people had to go in it and would get annoyed if they wouldn't. And it's just one of the best bits. And uh, he tries again, but Bradshaw goes, hey, you didn't knock. So he gets sent out again. He knocks, enters, and they go, well, now that you're here, you can leave. <laughs> he can't even get, he tries to, his best, bless him, just Joe, to get the edgy Christian news out of his mouth, but they send him away, and the APA were never better when they weren't wrestling. So let's explain to people who aren't familiar the, the who is just Joe? He's Joey Legend, isn't he? Former he said knock about with Edge and Christian and Rhino on the Indies, didn't he? That's right. It was the four of them. Mm. They formed a team. Joey Legend and Sexton Hardcastle, now known as Edge, uh, formed a tag team in Canada. And together, along with Christian Cage and Rhino Richards, they were Thug Life. Because it says, <laughs> which says a lot about the scene when these four white lads are called Thug Life. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, and he just knocks around the he knocks around the Indies for ages. You may be familiar with uh, a little endeavour that he took on in the early noughties called ITV Celebrity Wrestling. Oh God, Tom! I wonder if you're going to talk about Joey Legend and try and try somehow to not mention this. We have to talk about celebrity wrestling on ITV because <laughs> it was one of the coolest things that he may Bloody have done. Hell. Uh, we will talk about that. Maybe not today. We'll definitely talk about it. It's definitely in the canon to talk about. But this is a character. This is our introduction to to Joe E. Legend, a.k.a. now just Joe. And his shtick is he's just a he's, he's just a snitch. He's just a snitch backstage. You'll go up to different wrestlers and go, hey, they were slagging you off. You know, he's just the office asshole. 
is the whole gimmick yeah. going on here. So look forward I'm to more I'm just a messenger. Yeah. Looking forward to more of that going forward. Likewise, especially because he's a COVID-denying get. Is he? Yeah. Oh, bugger him then. Bugger other, him. Other, I wouldn't have known this, but other, other, other wrestlers that I know on Facebook are posting about him going, get rid of people like this. I'm like, Joey Legend, what's he done? And I went and checked. I'm like, oh, God. Anyway, we'll move on because that's the year of our Lord 2020. 2021. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. Uh, King Kurt comes out. But look, the last few weeks he's been scared of his pyro because he's been scared of the Undertaker coming to get him. But now he's confident. He's walking tall. He's not scared of his pyro. King Kurt has been feeling down, but he remembered something. He's a gold medalist. <laughs> and he's overcome odds people can't even dream about. But these past few weeks, he's been scared of a man who rides a bicycle. <laughs> so he's developed another one of his eyes. It stands for, I don't think so. He's not scared of Undertaker. And he's definitely not scared of his masked brother, who wears red jammies. So he's going to deal with Kane tonight. And then, quote, you're next, big boy. <laughs> I like your next, big boy. <laughs> I loved everything about Kurt. It's a Kurt. great line, that is. And, yeah, and then Kane shows up and beats up Kurt. <laughs> Undertaker is shown watching backstage with his feet up, spitting into a cup like a real man. Right skank of a man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's just sat there, gozzing into a cup. I was. This is such a weird time for Undertaker. Like, this is quite a common thing. Like, he'd be walking backstage, just chewing on some tobacco and gobbing it on the floor or gobbling it into a cup. Do I... Now, is this Mandelson effect that I remember an episode... An episode of either Raw or SmackDown where it was a fairly new American badass around this time where Undertaker was walking down a corridor with Kane... And he offered Kane a crisp. Do I... Is that... Did that happen? <laughs> Undertaker had a bag of crisps. And he was crunching them and he offered Kane one. And Kane obviously ignored him. Did that happen? I think that sounds like the type of thing would happen. But only, Tom, if it was... Uh, Andy McMahon's dead spicy... Tongue-removing manly chips. Because that's the only type of potato chips that the American badass Undertaker would dare eat on camera. Keep it manly. Grr. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got his feet up. Uh, he's, he's chewing his tobacco because he's wacky. And where are we in this match? Oh, I've not written much here. It's just that Kane slogs away on Kurt, but the crowd gets quiet uh, to the point where you can ask, you can hear Kane asking Kurt, Are you all right? And the, the camera picks it up very audibly. <laughs> Angle does his best to take down Kane, and it makes for a fun dynamic in the match. Can Kurt, you know, get his ankle strategy in before Kane kills him? But I'll be honest with you, I'm too busy thinking of that's got to be Kane bits to focus too much <laughs> on this now. We might have to ease off on them a bit because I know Colonel XB is working round the clock to create a new episode that features Dennis Norden. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. He's still recovering from last last week's... Um, <laughs> what do you want to even call that? <laughs> Self-flagulation. <laughs> Actually, no, I won't say that in case you put it in the bloody video. <laughs> um, the audio is a bit off as well. I'm not sure if you noticed this, Tom. 
because there's audible let's go angle chance from the Long Island crowd. Yeah, that's a bit. I th- I thought they haven't sweetened that. They've just rolled with that. Yeah, Triple H and Stephanie walk around backstage when a member of staff asks them for an autograph. Triple H does it. I was making sure the cameras focus on his big biceps. <laughs> and then the staff dude asks if he can get the Rock's autograph. Triple H does not react well and then storms off. And I think Triple H wrote these segments. I think he might have done more on these later. <laughs> yeah, more, more to come. <laughs> Hardcore champion Steve Blackman. Is Yay! Here. And he's taking on his former tag partner, Al Snow. Yay! <laughs> Head cheese explodes. <laughs> Al tries to get a handshake from him, but he declines. The commentators refuse to acknowledge the existence of head cheese. I don't know what happened with this. This may be something I'll need to dig deep and ask some people around here, like my source in the company. Um, I won't say his name. I'll just give a code name. Uh, the Blue M. If there was any heat around this time period for this. Because well, they were popular. Is it more the fact that... But it, that's a, surely this is in keeping with what... WWE and F have always done in the sense that, yeah, something's popular, but we don't necessarily want that to be a thing, so it won't be. And that's the end of that. You saw nothing. Plus, in a time when, you know, the parents' television council are breathing down your necks and you're trying to make it all a bit cleaner, maybe just removing a a name that has sort of carnal connotations like head cheese is is in the interest. Uh, But then I say that, in the same week that not only do we see The Godfather in action, but China does Playboy. So it's it, it's it's very imbalanced, if that is the case. Yeah. So weird. They had one stink at WrestleMania 2000, and that was like, no, done, done. Vince you have McMahon, one throw, half throw chance to make it work if you don't stick it. Yeah, I was like, how'd it go? It says Vincent Mann was watching it backstage, and he gave it the X. <laughs> DX? No, not DX. Yeah. <laughs> Was he listening to WWF aggression? No. <laughs> but he had aggression pumping through his veins. <laughs> anyway. Baseball slide to Blackman holding a bin lid, which Blackman then no-sells because he's a badass. Al Snow sprays him with a fire extinguisher and then a fearsome shot from a plastic container containing a bit of water stuns the Blackman. They do a funky bit with Al Snow in the bin. That would have been better with anyone other than Snow. And Blackman gets DDT'd on a bin lid. Blackman halts the bowling ball bit to the bollocks that Al Snow loves and is his most popular spot. So I like the fact that Blackman went no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not happening today, thank you. No, that's your trademark. You're not getting that. They roll in the crowd, but hey, Crash Ollie shows up and dives off the stage on both men. Or did he pass out and fall off the stage? I don't know. He tries to get Blackman into the ring with his own referee, but takes a nunchuck to the face, the poor bastard. (laughs) Al smashes Blackman with a monitor, but, surprise, surprise, it's Taz! Shows up to stick Al with a Taz mission, because Al Snow versus Taz is happening a fully loaded? Apparently so, according to Meltzer. Well, uh, Blackman rolls up Al Snow, and Taz sweats away, dressed as New York's finest bin man, with a (laughs) chain necklace. What did you think of this palaver? It was quite the palaver. It wasn't a bad match, actually. It was it was your standard hardcore plunder. 
chaos and weapons and fights in the crowd and all of that jazz. Uh, obviously, Taz and Snow are set to have a, a money feud. Highlight for me, and it's a bit of an obscure bit, do go back and watch it. So there's the bit with the, the fire extinguisher where Alsto blasts Steve Blackman as he's coming towards him with a fire extinguisher. However, Steve Blackman has already held down A and B as he's running. So you can't change the move. So for all intents and purposes, it looks like Steve Blackman just pump kicks the the fire extinguished air. <laughs> he just pump kicks the gas coming out of the fire extinguisher. <laughs> Which I very playing. much appreciated. Yeah. Again, it's nice watching Al Snow have these matches because every time he's on a singles match on SmackDown, there's been one moment that makes you go, Oh, that's why he's not booked very often. <laughs> a handy reminder of what went wrong. Yeah. So I'm there going, why do they break up head cheese? And then Alsno just does something like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there you go. A Duplo in a Lego world, Alsno. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Triple H backstage goes to that staff member and apologizes, says, I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, tell you what, Bring your son, and I'll get him to meet The Rock. Go, go get him. Ooh, intrigue, interest, and other things not in this segment. Fastest slam by Western Union brings us Trish Stratus pushing Lita off a ladder, in her thong, and through a table. Hell of a bump. Hell of a bump, you're right. Yeah. And that was brought to you by Western Union. A better way of sending your money than via lugs. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the matter, Billy? Oh, I'm just a bit tired of shoving all these $10 notes into a lug <laughs> and posting it. Well, Billy, you stupid bastard, there's a better way of doing it. Western, did you? Are you familiar with Western Union money transfer? I'm not, actually. I googled it, and I went to see some drama, and nothing appeared, so I have blanked it from my memory. <laughs> Is it sending cash? Isn't that the whole vibe, that it's sending cash? Uh, with the name Money Transfer, I would assume they're that and not a fancy energy drink. Right, yeah. That'd probably make more sense, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> than an energy drink. <laughs> have I ruined the segue, Tom? I'm sorry. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I just wasn't sure whether or not it was meant to be used for sending cash. <laughs> it's just an in genuine intrigue about Western Union money transfer. Yeah, with the name, it's like, well, if it's Western Union, can I not send it to LA? <laughs> yeah, that... you can only send it to anywhere west. So yeah, it's like all stops. the way around the world. <laughs> the, money, the money's flying through the air and then stops like a fly that's just hit a tractor. <laughs> yes, Western Union. We're doing our best to make jokes, but it's just not lugs. We're sorry. <laughs> Western Union, it's for your feet. <laughs> I do miss typing all that stuff. Western Union, for your feet. Lugs, it's for dinner and breakfast. <laughs> Yummy. You lugs, can wear the lugs to the bank. <laughs> Undertaker's backstage chewing on a lugs, watching Kurt Angle versus Kane. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hardys and Rikishi are here. On Raw, Val Venus didn't appreciate Scott Duhotty. I've tried to find a way of making it not sound bad, but I'll put giving Albert the worm was the best I could come up with. I'm sorry. Uh, on the ramp, which I'm not sure if it hurts Albert more, but it definitely hurts Scott Duhotty more to do it. So Venus yeeted him off the stage with Hotty taking a flip bump onto hopefully a soft surface. Takes it like a champ anyway. So with him out of action in this episode of SmackDown, Rikishi's teaming up with the Hardys, who are still feuding with TNA. So it's those three versus Test, Albert and Venus. That's right. VAT are here, and they're <laughs> elevated. I, I have put VAT or TAV down, but VAT makes more sense because nobody likes them. That's right, and they're all getting a push. So I might say that VAT levels are raised right now. <laughs> VAT's up. God, these are horrible. Aren't they? <laughs> That's it. Venus, Test, and Albert. Lug. <laughs> oh my God! Here they come. Lug, 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 I am no longer a porn star. I'm a shoe salesman. <laughs> it would be in keeping for, for Sean Morley to go, I'm not a porn star, I'm a shoe. Because he's n- normally off his bin. <laughs> and then something If you offensive. thought Joey Legend was insane on Twitter, <laughs> Hold then my all bonk. I have to say is, hello, FBI. <laughs> hello, parlor. <laughs> oh Val he did say he did say he was going to parlor I think oh well he'll be doing it like Grandpa Simpson then just putting the hat on taking it off take the hat <laughs> on bye bye I hope he filled in his his personal details name Val Venus <laughs> <laughs> Mr. V Venus <laughs> a fictional character has just been doxxed <laughs> look Location, your mother's bedroom. Oh, no. This <laughs> is <laughs> something, something large and in charge. Hello, ladies at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, please let that be it. It's a Katie by the door brawl to start. It's my favourite old school call when there's a big everyone brawling in the yeah. ring. 
It's Katie by the door. Let's do one. A PS6 brawl. And I don't want to say <laughs> which commentator says this because they probably won't appreciate people talking about it. But, but was it the Chinese fire drill? What? <laughs> yeah, that one. I've never heard it. <laughs> I've never heard a commentator call it a Chinese fire drill. <laughs> I swear I remember that one. Can yeah. you think of any others for a, a big Barney? Um, a bigger than Wigan. <laughs> uh, he, he say that even not in Wigan. <laughs> hey, neither was the bigger than Wigan. Spoiler. Um, the, Wait, the um, bigger than Wigan wasn't in Wigan. No, the bigger than Wigan was in Aldershot. <laughs> oh, you just couldn't think of something for. I know. I initially thought oh, the Chris Brawls Cage Tyler epic was 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 filmed in Wigan, but I've since learned. That it wasn't in Wigan, but oh, at the time you thought it was in Wigan. Right? At the time I thought it was in Wigan, so because when I lived in the south, everything was just the north. Um, so I just thought yeah, that's a Wigan in Wigan. So it's stuck now. But the 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 big thing about that is that the Wigan in Wigan wasn't in Wigan. It's that's up there with that's up there with the line "Beam me up, Scotty" was never in Star Trek. Right. <laughs> and and so test what once had it? a push. Oh, yeah, the test could have made of it. He could have been Pope. Oh. <laughs> he could have been Pope, Ted. <laughs> I'm going to find out exactly where it was. I think it was Aldershot was uh, the bigger than Wigan. Uh, the show was OPWO Scorn. Uh, there we go. I it's on, it's on cagematch.net. It's oh, all right. Of course it is. Oh, it, it, says... was in, it was in Wesham. It was in Wesham. Oh, no. <laughs> The bigger in Wigan, brackets, Wesham. The bigger, so <laughs> That makes it even better. Basham in Wesham doesn't... Uh, Great American Wesham, Wesham doesn't really flow as well. Wesham at the beach. <laughs> Wesham money transfer. The Lancashire odd pot. <laughs> we can always go. Oh, OK, there we go. I'm just looking... This is the first time away from SmackDown. I know, it's, I know we have yeah, to Yeah, I know. Bye-bye, SmackDown. SmackDown. This is the first time I've ever seen the rest of the card... For the bigger and Wigan, for oh, OPWO on, scorn, Danny Devine and Marcus Cool in the opening match. Now, Marcus Cool, uh, I'm familiar with his work. Danny Devine, the metrosexual, vaguely familiar with him. My God, that can't be the same one. Uh, Lamia defeats Rampage. It can't be. It must be a different click Rampage. It. I won't let me click it. So therefore, I, don't, I think it's a different Rampage. Oh no, it's, if it doesn't have a cage, yeah, phew. Yeah. Um, the state faces Roughneck. Uh, roughneck. Oh, you know, you know God, Roughneck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not familiar with the work of Roughneck. Uh, I don't think o- you'll remember this. The OPWO Junior Heavyweight title. David Sharp, Ashton Brown, Damon Lee, name redacted, Joey Hayes. Joey T- is. TJ, Joey, Joey Hayes we love. J- yep. TJ Kane, Tony Sefton. That's a throwback from Sid Cup. Uh, Sprawls and Tyler just before the just before the semi main obs. Um, <laughs> we have oh no, yeah, malicious and Mikey Fury versus Dean Christ and the Mailman, JD Knight, wrestling the postman. <laughs> what does he dress as a postman or? Uh, I think does he? I'm sure I I'm sure I've seen him dress as a postman. I'm sure I've seen him wrestle as a, wrestle as a postman. Years, years to go. Years on from that, he would team up with Ryback randomly on the oh. Indies, and he had a match against Ryback in uh, for somewhere F4W, not the not the the forum. 
but he's from Swindon. Well, that's nice one. Well, he always knocks twice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Athena Gold and Jenny D went to a no contest. They just battered each other for hours. And then in the main oh, event, matches is this? Uh, main event: Declan O'Connor versus Exodus oh. versus Alex Shane. Oh well, of course. Show stealer Alex Shane winning the OPWO heavyweight title in that first match. And that is on his Hall of Shane as we speak. <laughs> there was only two other OPWO shows. Where's the Cultaholic Classic OPWO review? I hear you ask. There isn't one. Yes. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm asking that exact question, Tom. Thank you. I'm checking out the last OPWO show, which was on the on April the 15th. The just shy of the year anniversary of the Bigger and Wigan, and uh, it took them a year to do another one. Oh no, they did. They did two. Uh, Dave Pritchard beat Chris Sprules in the gauntlet for the gold quarterfinal. So Sprules second match of the night. He must have been livid. <laughs> Main event Sprulesy, second match of the night, and then MTX becoming the champion, beating Dave Pritchard in the finals of a tournament. Oh, he's over pushed. Jem Brown getting amongst it. Uh, yeah, so there's op- that's uh, <laughs> that's that's the, the 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 rise and fall of OPWO. <laughs> I feel partly responsible for bringing it down, and I don't know if I'm sorry or not. I'm saluting as we speak. Oh, but how about this? Just before we move on, Go flipping on. main event of OPWO breakdown in Blackpool, just Ooh. a few months after the Biggin in Wigan, we had in the main event a Calgary death match. Danny Devine versus Dragon Aizu. Why is it Calgary? <laughs> because, because <But> Calgary. <laughs> Calgary Dragon... Blackpool. Dragon Aizu, aka Ice Twelve, aka like the, the it, um, aka one of the guys behind him and Justin Henry did a book together. Yes, James Dixon. 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 Uh, they did a they did they did a series of books about the history of the WWF together. A very talented guy, very good writer. Um, went with him a couple of times. Good egg. Did a lot of stuff backstage at Defiant near the end as well. He did because he was a big cheese in one BW. So he was the guy that would go and speak to wrestlers to say, "Can you do this?" Because the wrestlers wouldn't always appreciate someone who looked like Jack the Java coming up and going, "Hello, we've changed the booking." <laughs> and they're like, "Cool, I'm going to change your face, pal." <laughs> <laughs> Go get me a drink and sort off. Like Dragon Aizu. Nice to see. You. Nice to give him some some love. Oh, I'm sure podcast. he appreciates it. I'm gonna message him going, "Why are you doing a Calgary death match in Blackpool?" <laughs> Will that be the first time you spoke to him in years? Uh, yes. Excellent. Please. He'll do. appreciate it, though. He he understands the the biz, and I'm sure he his reply to why are you doing a Calgary a Calgary death match in Blackpool will be, why are you talking about crap British wrestling promotions <laughs> on the Smackdown Cultaholic podcast? You ruined my drive. Fine. Well, we'll... Like the snow last week, you ruined my drive. Let's get back on, ta- on, to, on track then. Let's go back to Smackdown. Oh, no, there we go. We have to, we have to go down some little alleyways. During Something really podcasts. cool is about to happen after the six-man tag. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll be going to the toilet. Um... <laughs> Once the match settles down, TNA suddenly look far more credible. Now they have Sirius Valvinus and his Sirius haircut. Uh, it breaks down again, but Jeff lands a beautiful swanton on a standing test. Test lands the pump handle slam on Matt, but Jeff sticks test with a swanton, so Matt rolls over for the win. The Hardys win a match on TV, Tom. 
Oh, wait, that means they're going to get their head kicked in after the bell. And sure enough, Test borrows the referee's belt, who were, to choke, throw both lads around. And after a Test top rope elbow, Leader appears and shoves off Test off the second elbow, right onto his little Tests, and tries to jump into Albert's arms, who catches her very easily. Uh, Trish then removes Leader's top, who her, to find the spot where she was, she landed on last week with a table and whips her. Whips her directly on the bruise and whips her some more. The PTC did nothing wrong, but I'm kind of all right with WF this one time. And I believe TNA should have wrestled the Hardys every week because they make them look like the Road Warriors <laughs> as opposed to the Board Warriors. What did you think, Tom, of this hellacious collection of jokes, crap jokes, test, good wrestling, and Lita getting whipped? Ah, fun enough little six-man shenanigan. I thought, fun little time. It was uh, easy enough, got done, happy days. Um, we're building to something with TNA and the Hardys, which is a good, you know what? Might as well use TNA. Might as well give them some use, put them in, you know, give them something towards the tag division. It's all good. I was fine with it. Good times. More on the thrilling Triple H backstage saga. The kid shows up and Triple H gets Finkel to get the kid to the production area. He says, hey, go meet The Rock. He'll meet you in the production area. He'll sign your autograph. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, almost as good as me. Ha, ha, ha. Flex, flex, flex. Nose, nose, nose. Triple H, Triple H. Smart, smart, smart. <laughs> I've typed it. Oh, I can't wait for Triple H to outsmart everyone again. <laughs> and Stacker 2 presents Benoit getting CTE on... Oh... They, they, that I, was Stacker 2. That battering, that whole bit backstage was really good fun. Oh, tremendous. Uh, Rock is doing a very good job of selling how much he hates Benoit. He's sick of his crap. He's sick of being in the crossface and attacking people. He's been a right dick. So the fact that The Rock is putting the title on the line up fully loaded to show how much he hates Benoit, it's very well done. Very much so. Very much so. I liked it. I love that bit from Raw. Yeah, you know what else I like? Meanwhile, at the bar, Edge and Christian drink, and they ask some guy, hey, have you seen these guys, these disgusting dudes, they smoke cigars, they stink, they're not actually very good in the ring, but we love their backstage bits, and they go, oh, the APA? And he goes, yeah, he goes, no, uh, but we love you guys, so do you want a drink? He goes, absolutely, and they drink some more. Not some guy? Not just some guy? Oh, who was he? Don't say, say Chris Sprouls. No, it wasn't Chris Sprouls. That was oh. Charlie Haas. That was, was future WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion, Charlie Flippin' Haas. Bloody hell. Check it out again. It's Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. Him and Russ were in, the, were in OVW at this point, doing the developmental stuff. Wow. There you go. Thank Char you for that. Flipping Charlie. That's what I got. I was, I was watching that and I went, oh, it's Charlie. Look at that. I always love when these old wrestler, wrestlers turn up in sort of non-roles years before they become a thing. It's yeah. lovely to see. Lovely see, to see, I thought this was a pointless segment, but now you've let me know that it, it's still a pointless segment. It's still pointless, but Charlie Haas is in it. <laughs> yeah. Five years before he would knock oh. Lillian Garcia off the ring apron. Oh, God. Good times. Meanwhile, at Triple H Storytime, part four, The Rock signs the kid's autograph, but this has only led The Rock out into Triple H's trap. Because like when Mason Verger 
uses Clarice Starling to bring out Hannibal Lecter. Benoit is here to get the rock out in the open and lock in the crossface for ages, while Triple H comes out to gloat and talk about how smart he is. Another wonderful, crap Triple H master plan. <laughs> I've got this idea, guys. We need to get a fan to ask for The Rock's autograph. But we'll get Howard Finkel to go and get The Rock so he doesn't suspect anything. And then when The Rock is looking away to sign the autograph, that's when you come in and attack him. <laughs> the cerebral assassin being a cerebral assassin. I hate, I just, Triple H here with like these wacky plans. Do you know what? Was Triple H, did Triple H watch Home Alone as a kid and think, I've had these, what great ideas for elaborate plans. My future will be in elaborate plans. Triple H is not the cerebral assassin. He is the elaborate planner. Yeah, Triple H has this weird superhero ability where he doesn't get smarter Everyone around him gets dumber. <laughs> yeah. So if it wasn't for Shane McMahon on the floor going, tap, Rocky, tap, mwahaha, uh, Triple H could be heard and, you know, singing and dancing around in a circle around Benoit Rock going, <laughs> smart, 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 smart. Uh, eventually, though, The Rock is saved by the traitor to his country, Sergeant Slaughter, and he looks all right. Very angry, but all right. <laughs> Thank you, traitor to our country. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Stephen Richards is here with his first recruit of Bull Buchanan. Yay! What a great use of the bull. That's right. If you mess with the horns, you get the bull. No, wait. <laughs> Bear with us. So in 2000, Bull has gone from Bossman's replacement for Albert. Triple H is heavy. And now he's an RTC member. Wow. Is there anything this man can't do? <laughs> what a talented soul is Bull Buchanan. This isn't a bad fit for Buchanan, to be fair. Like this, Absolutely, like yeah, in I terms works, of placement, man. like like a silent, angry muscle head. Yeah, I, I get him being on board with with Stevie with Stephen Richards and his cause. It works for me. It works for me a lot. Yeah, well, Stephen gets the mic and is a. Anyway, I'll just say it. Steven says women can't walk around here naked, getting put through tables. He says he's trying to pull this country up from the depths of depravity it's stuck in, and that they'll all thank him for it later. Cole says, wow, he sounds like a cult leader. Yeah, Cole, those guys with legitimate concerns about kids watching extreme violence in titties, they're cult leaders. It's a different world, isn't it, mate? They're trying to mess with your head. Ooh, the burp there. Uh, I've got a burp stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh, no, it's the PTC affecting my throat by showing me all these titties and violence. Uh, yeah, this leads the Godfather to come out and go, hey, 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 I want to be able to say whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want, and also enjoy titties whenever I want, because this is America. <laughs> and then everyone stands up, sings the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, and then there's some red, white, and blue balloons come down. And that leads us to Godfather versus Bill Buchanan. And really, Godfather should have the advantage here because he's wrestled all previous forms of Bull this year. He's like a Dragon Ball Z character, evolving and upgrading. Godfather nice. strikes Bull as he comes off the top rope with a jumping clothesline, which is a bit harsh because it's 50% of his offense. And then the hose chase Steven, who decides to get in the ring to avoid the hose, to morality check. 
super kick godfather in the face to set up the scissors kick for Bull to win. What do you think about the repackage here? And what Stephen Richards had to say about the evils of society? It's just funny when you look back on this and how Stephen Richards is, like you say, treated like a cult leader. Like somebody who is who's trying to make the place better. And he's booed heavily. I mean, he would be. I mean, you'd be booed to this day if you were to do a character like that because the intent is, the like you know, it's the the whole anti-fun police type intent. You would do that. Um, I like I like writer censored though. I think they're it's it's one of those times where Vince McMahon's pettiness has created something rather special. Like, there's quite a few actually. There's quite a few characters in wrestling that have done well that were born out of Vince McMahon pettiness. Like uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley was born out of Vince's annoyance with his snobby rich neighbours in Stamford, Connecticut. And Ted DiBiase was born, I think, again, a similar mentality. IRS was born out of his frustration with paying tax. Like, there's quite a few fun characters that have done well based on Vince having a moan about something and Stephen Richards is one of them as anyone that played No Mercy will know he will go on to headline Wrestlemania soon <laughs> yeah you said it and oh no my thought went no it's back I found it it, was, <laughs> it fell underneath the table yes you're right about that uh, I believe it was the philosopher Heidegger who said everything is anxiety so yes first things come from insecurities and if you don't believe me, let's ask the APA HQ. Brought to you by Bud and Cigars. Just Joe returns, and he remembers the door game. So he's not making any mistakes this time. He tells the edgy Christian... Uh, what? I've typed this bad. This is horrible, Matthew. <laughs> he tells the APA that edgy Christian are talking stuff about them at a local bar. And they don't care about anything. Edgy Christian say that they're a better tag team than them. And Christian says they're sexier than them. And Christian says that they can take the APA in a bar fight. And that is the line that angers Ron. He says, they really said that? And he says, yeah. And he goes, ha, 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 just Joe, you're funny. <laughs> oh, just, just Joe, you banter, mon you banter monkey. They said that you suck and you, you can't drink beer. What? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> just Joe. They would never say that. And then just Joe leaves very anticlimactically. I've liked the rest of his career. The APA run out of beer and they decide, you know what? Why don't we head to that little watering hole? You know what? I'm all for the APA treating just Joe like this. Triple H being like, Mwahaha, I am the best. Saying, like, well, whatever. The APA being dicks to a guy like just Joe. It's, it's so much better. It's so much more funny because they, they are sat in a room consisting of a table and a door frame. <laughs> and then they're arguing over the money afterwards. So it's amazing. And after we see Big Ron Simmons having a big old cigar and enjoying life, SmackDown was brought to you by the Lorry Lad Tobacco Company's Youth Smoking Prevention Program. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gear shifts. They're the best, aren't they? They are, Tom. You know what? If they really wanted the... <laughs> the youth of America to stop smoking, Al Snow would have come out with a pack. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Al Snow, and I smoke. Oh, God, Dad, you were right. I'm sorry. <laughs> In the bin. It's like getting a politician to whap. It'll yeah, kill that's it immediately. It. When's the joke over? When the brand starts doing it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Wendy's has just said, I am the table. Okay, let's retire and that bit. And that's that done. <laughs> let's pop that there. Yeah. 
There is always something quite fun What's... when a joke reaches its full conclusion, I find. There's something quite deeply satisfying. True, true example. It's the end of a chapter. True example. We do, we've been doing um, family quizzes, like uh, with Alex's family. Uh, we've been doing quizzes over Zoom, over lockdown, just on a private server. And um, I just, one day I randomly gave the answer Carol Decker to something, who was the lead singer of Tapau. And it became a running joke for months where I'd answer at least one of my questions with Carol Decker. Or if I was doing the quiz, one of the answers would be Carol Decker. So Carol Decker just randomly kept turning up. So it made sense that for the final one of the year, I invested £30 in getting a cameo from Carol Decker. So Carol Decker appeared in our quiz, probably bemused by the message that I'd asked her to say. And it was great. But then the, the, the beauty of that is that was lovely. But now that's the end of the joke. Like the joke's done now. It's it's that's the end complete. We 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 can no longer go forward. That's that's it now. That's the person who is the brand or the person involved in the meme has done the meme. So that's the end of it. We now move on. Yeah, it's it's nice when things end, isn't it, Tom? Yes. Good night. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Let's just see. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, goodbye forever. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You you would know that if oh I don't know. McDonald's tweeted out, oh, how much are the fries? Wow, that's got to be Kane. We, we would never mention it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would kind of go, yeah, that's the that's the top of the tree oh. now. We, we've arrived. Yeah. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, cool, bye. Just wa- wa- waving <laughs> to it like it's a, a kid getting on a bus. It's like, all right, bye. Bye, joke. <laughs> bye, lugs. Bye. What else has got? Bye, bulldog. I think what else? Lost anything else? I think so. Um, well, killed that, didn't I? Bulldog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bulldog again. Uh, also sponsoring this episode, Foot Locker, House of Hopes. That's a weird name for a shoe place. And Army Men Air Combat. Are you kidding me? Another bloody Army Men sponsoring another bloody WWF show. However, I checked the reviews and someone summarised... <laughs> Summarise the Army Men game with, quote, it's getting better. So for noted Army Men enthusiasts, don't buy any of the other 250 games released during this period. Just get that one. That is the WrestleMania X7 of Army Men games. And if we run out of things to talk about with Batman Muscles, we should definitely have bloody Army Men air combat. Or just Army Men in general. Absolutely. We'll we'll definitely have that ready to go. And some Daikatana. Yes. You know, it'd be like the old Mitch Hedberg joke. You know, I love Army Men games when I absolutely have to buy 250 of something. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Undertaker is here to tell people smoking is better for you than smoking. (laughs) Why have I typed that? What was I... (laughs) Yes, thank you for translating this. This is written yesterday. Smoking is better for you than smoking. I wrote that. <laughs> anyway, his opponent is Big Boss Man, who is probably looking for a new friend. Kurt Angle shows up seconds into this match with a bag. I can't believe how I you're thought, dismissing oh, nice. this is a WrestleMania quality match. Undertaker versus Boss oh, Man. Oh, no. A WrestleMania oh. level match. They love saying that on Raw and SmackDown. A WrestleMania caliber match. Undertaker versus Big Boss Man. You know what? They probably knew this was a WrestleMania rematch and they declined to mention. <laughs> Fun fact, that was one of Michael Cole's claims to fame for a while when he was just getting started, kind of. 
when he was calling the Michael <laughs> the Undertaker Big Boss Man Hell in Cell match. Michael Cole says, watch out. That cage can be deadly. You can get a finger caught in the, in the wire. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> that was his way of... I can only imagine the Vincent man yelling, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. Also, Kurt both Angle. these men at WrestleMania 7. Okay, yeah. Fun fact. Go with that. <laughs> I found that in. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you looking out for me by saying well, crap. Long-term well. storytelling, this is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kurt Angle shows up second at the match with a big bag. And Lola speculates that Kurt Angle has brought a peace offering to Undertaker. God, what would that look like, Tom? A peace <laughs> offering for the Undertaker. A, a big bag of chewing bag of, tobacco. Yeah, a massive bag of chewing tobacco, which is wacky if you're a teen. Oh, wacky. Is it? Could it just be a giant cigarette that he can chew? Is that how that works? <laughs> big bag of crisps. Oh, oh I mean, it, it, when he brought it out, it was in like a carrier bag. So I, I figured it might have been some Quality Street or some, some miniature heroes. Wow, Kurt Angle. You got me tobacco-flavoured potato chips. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what a guy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he opens it up and it's, uh, Undertaker loves candy. And it blows up in his face. La, la, la. Anyway, it is not a peace offering. Instead, is it a bucket? Of something milky and steamy. Oh, no. So and backstage, as that moment is happening, backstage, <laughs> Kane is walking down the corridor. Well, I best get back to gorilla position where I have left a bucket of paint stripper for cleaning later. And <laughs> that bucket of porridge that Kurt Angle wanted to give to The Undertaker. Best go and collect them. Well, this is obviously my paint stripper. I'll take this with me now. Let me just have a look. Doesn't smell like... Wait, this is the porridge for Undertaker. That must mean... Cut back to Matthew. Angle whips it out. Angle whips it out. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's something milky and steamy. Oh god! Angle gets his bag out, <laughs> and he milks all over his bike. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I 
the match just ends as Undertaker goes to get oh. Angle for daring to milk his bike. <laughs> Only Undertaker is allowed to do that. Oh. And so Angle knackers him with the biggest comedy wrench I've ever seen <laughs> on the leg of Undertaker until Kane kind of makes the save. <laughs> But it totally looks like Kane was just walking by and happened to witness this. <laughs> Kane was so on his way to the toilet. <laughs> K- Kane's just walking backstage going... <laughs> what shall I get for Linda for tea? Oh, oh, hey, brother! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, brother! <laughs> Sounds like Gru, then. <laughs> My brother! <laughs> <laughs> Kane, Kane actually goes out. over to say to Kurt, oh, great match tonight, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt's like, Kane! And runs away. <laughs> Did you get I that porridge all right? <laughs> Hello, Undertaker. Why are you on the floor? <laughs> why is your bike covered in acid? And why isn't Kurt got the... Oh, no. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I see what happened. You tripped over your wrench. And Kurt Angle <laughs> handed it to you because he is a nice man. Who drinks porridge? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for helping my brother, Kurt. Kurt's like, yeah, no problem, Kane. Well, I'll be off then. No, 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 no. <laughs> By the way, Kurt, have you seen the white, milky, steamy acid stuff? <laughs> I heard my you whipped Linda... it out in the ring. <laughs> my wife, Linda, loves sticking it on her face. To give her that, that acid-washed look. <laughs> Undertaker's on the floor and Kane. Like, what? Don't worry about it, brother. It'll be all right on the night. <laughs> yes! Have a look at this next then, clip. Where a Undertaker's like, no, 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 Kane. For the love of God, I'll kill all of you. Don't do the it's all right on the night. Do, 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 do. <laughs> then his Lord shows up and goes, Wow, that threw a wrench into the works, didn't it? <laughs> Looks like somebody won't be getting their cream. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have a look There's at the right way and the milky way. <laughs> oh, God. There's the left ear, the right ear, and the final frontier. <laughs> Have a look at this next clip. As you this... can see. <laughs> oh no! According to my clipboard, the lads are shooting. They're going off the script. That wasn't supposed to happen. Have a look at this next clip of these rapscallions from XPW turning up at at the Grand Olympic Auditorium in LA. (laughs) Look out for the one who gets her chebs out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dennis Uh, Gordon. People could say that Kirsty Mist has her knockers, but she's (laughs) all right by me. People may say that Christy Mist has her knockers, but she's got lovely tits. <laughs> no, Dennis, Dennis, no. Dennis, you did the line What's wrong. That? 
did I, though? <laughs> I know what I said. It's written on my clipboard. Oh, no, he's shooting. <laughs> Have a look at this next clip of me shooting. Brother, brother, brother. Wow, Kurt Angle spewed so much white milky substance on Undertaker's bike, they started calling him Knob Backland. <laughs> Dennis, that was the worst thing you've no, ever said. No. Can anybody else hear this voice? Dennis, it's me in your ear to producer. Dennis, you've been dead ten years. <laughs> Dennis, you have to let it go. The accident wasn't your fault. <laughs> oh, wow. This got dark. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> the, great, like the, the, the great gazoo in Flintstones. Only Kane can see Dennis Norden. <laughs> so Kane's, Kane just stood there staring and like, what goes through the mind of Kane? All the abuse his body has taken with the fires that killed his parents. Who knows what he's thinking of? Oh, the malicious violence and onslaught he's going to give his opponents. It's actually just him going, <laughs> Dennis Norton showing out takes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's there waving, hello, Dennis. <laughs> wow, he's really insane. Well, I think he's just been laying down here the entire time. Kane, are you going to do out? Oh, oh, jeez. Kane, I think my leg's broken. <laughs> If my leg needs amputating, I'm going to throw it at you, Kane. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. I'm going to chew it for a bit and then throw it at you. Nom, nom, nom. Leg, leg, leg. <laughs> Meanwhile, the APA show up and wreck... The oh, no, I've missed a bit here. Um, while well, that's all going on, Bossman has started a new tag team with the Milky Bike. <laughs> <laughs> so does the Milky Bike talk? Like like Knight Rider. Like Kit. I like it. <laughs> For purposes of making a crap podcast, I'm going to say yes, Tom. <laughs> what would it sound like, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a think. Um, what would... So... It's the it's a it's a new tag team. Uh, evil do was better. Take a hike, boss man and his milky bike. <laughs> Beep boop boop. Hey boss man. <laughs> Beep boop boop. <laughs> Just ended there. Beep, ended boop. there. Beep boop boop. Hey boss man, I found some crime. Well, take me to it. Beep boop. Targeting crime. Stop right there. Oh, no. It's a big fat dude with a sweat jacket and what appears to be milk. <laughs> and a knackered bike. What like, do we do, Big Jimmy? I don't know. I'm too scared. Like, oh, it's like... So Boswell goes, hey, these kids, they're just kids. They've just tried to rob a bank. They've, they've learned their lesson. We should maybe speak to their parents... Beep boop, loading missiles. No! no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the milky bike is just um, is insanely harsh on people. Hey, there's an old woman jaywalking. We better make sure she crosses the road safely. Beep boop, loading missiles. <laughs> no! Don't no back, up. no! <laughs> no back, no! He carries a big stick, a talking bike too. If you're looking for trouble, they'll be coming after you. <laughs> this is Milky Bike. 
Boss man doo-doo. and his milky boy. <laughs> if you're gonna commit crime, you can really psych. Not with Big Boss Man, that is Milky Boy. <laughs> doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> Starring it's the Milky Boy kid. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the Milky Boy kid. The answer was staring us in the face the whole time. <laughs> and everyone's staring at him going, what, really? And he goes, yeah, it's better than Albert. And everyone goes, ha ha, you're right. <laughs> Including Test, who's currently teaming up with them. The milky bikes are on me. <laughs> Test and Valvinus going up to Trish and going, hey, can you, can you sign the bike? <laughs> that would really make the team work. You and, know? Trish, and Trish saying, yeah, I'll sign the bike if I can bin you three yahoos off. I'll just have the bike. Damn it. Milky bike getting really a run against, uh, against Rock in the autumn, apparently. Oh, good. That segues into getting this out of the way. Hell yeah. Trish, can you sign Milky Army Men Milky Bike? Can you get that for me? <laughs> oh, Test, I've bought you 360 other Army Men games. Pick one of them. <laughs> no, it's not in this one. It's a new one. It came out 10 minutes ago. And I have to get it before the next game comes out in 20 minutes time. I can't be left behind in the Army Men game. <laughs> what I love is it's been like two months since Matt McMuscles was on the show. And I know Matt, bless him, he'll come in and he'll be like, oh, hey, guys, Steph. And I'll go, mate, all right, granddad, with your old references. Steph, it's all about sure. the Milky Bike. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this VHS and the DVD show. Look at him with all the late references. Keep up. It's all about Boss Man and the Milky Bike now. <laughs> What's that Dude. all about? We're not quite sure yet either. It's that new. <laughs> We're going to have to send him a link to It's All Right on the Night, <laughs> The Biggin and Wigan. He's, he's got to do homework. Bless him. He really is, bless him. We'll probably come up with that three new things while he's on with us, though, to be fair. Yeah. We had a good time last time. So. Oh, my God. Just the best. <sighs> Meanwhile, the APA show up and wreck the watering hole because they're dicks, I guess. Uh, they are then told, uh, Edge and Christian just left five minutes ago. Oh, all right. They leave and go, well, let's get them to Sunday. <laughs> and you know what? If that had been a segment, I would have thought it was pretty amusing. But, of course, we get wacky, <laughs> wacky shots of Edge and Christian hiding behind a fence. Like, there they are, Shaggy. All right. <laughs> and uh, Edge and Christian break, uh, I guess the sticks, doesn't really matter, over them. And then they quickly get into a taxi because obviously even though they're just beating down the APA, they have to sell how scary and terrifying and manly these two are. Kind of all right, kind of different. Charlie Haas, moving on. I feel like if Triple H had done this, it would have been a case of APA would have gone into the bar. Everybody in the bar would have said, oh, they went to the bar over the road. So they go to the bar over the road. The bar over the road says, oh, no, they went home in a yellow taxi. They get in a yellow taxi. They go to Edge and Christian's house, ring the bell. They're not there. So they go, OK, we'll go back to the arena. And as they go back to the arena, as Triple H walks into catering to get a drink because he's thirsty because he's been out for so long, bang, they hit him with a chair. <laughs> that was our plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> and Triple H goes, ha ha, smart, 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 smart. <laughs> Main event that will probably see someone hitting someone else with a wacky weapon in the theme of tonight. 
The Rock is mega, mega shoot angry and goes right after Benoit and they brawl and smack and fight around the ringside area as Jericho and Triple H do the same with Jericho getting launched into Michael Cole, the inanimate object. It settles down into a normal tag match with Jericho, of course, getting most of the abuse, but Rock just can't take it anymore. Starts running in, Dex Benoit, Dex Triple H, and thinks, oh, sod it. <laughs> Dex the referee for the DQ. Foley was justified. Foley was right. Rock doesn't care anymore and just smacks everyone, including Shane, who takes a ludicrous dive oh, outside and into the, the commentators as that only Shane McMahon can had, do. Had that been the Olympics, he would have got some wonderful points on the mat. <laughs> For the dive where he went flying over the ropes and then took like four or five little tippy toe steps back so we could go crashing over the announce table. If you mo capped that spot into one of the games, the reviews would say, physics aren't very realistic in this game. <laughs> Was he on the moon? Anyway, Jericho stops Triple H from using the chair and locks in the walls while the rock locks in the cross face on Benoit as he gives a crazy rock face. That is the end of that. Give me fully loaded right now, damn it. Oh, sink it straight into my veins. Exciting. We'll, so. we'll do what the rest of us do, Tom. Let's not wait until next week. Let's get Matt McMuzzles on the phone right now. But we can't because he'll be he's busy today. Oh. So we'll do it next week as planned. Oh, oh, okay. What was something you remembered about this week's episode? I remember... When these podcasts were just over an hour. <laughs> I remember when there was wrestling in these wrestling podcasts. Uh, I remember Rock and Benoit getting on it. Sorry, that's going at it for the people who don't understand that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. I remember the intensity, I remember the feud, I remember thinking, wow, Benoit is now a big deal. It has only been a month since he was in the IC title level, but now he is at the, I'm going to break you, Rock. I'm going to break you, smash you into pieces, and then snort the remains. What about you, Tom? What was the thing that you remember? I remembered Undertaker knackering Angle's or Angle knackering Undertaker's bike with milk, <laughs> with, with with corrosive milk, steamy milk. That was a great bit. That was like all that going on. Really big fan yeah. of, that, of that whole. Because angle. he's had a, an arc, hasn't he, Tom? Yeah. He did it accidentally and was worried, and then now he's like, you know what, sod you. Yeah. I'm gonna deliberately ruin your bike now. I'm just gonna absolutely knacker you now. I'm just I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah, I, I think he's absolutely no ready. He's absolutely <laughs> ready for this match of Undertaker. <laughs> it was a uh, no. I like that. How about you? What did you forget from this from this episode? Uh, all the little storylines with uh, Triple H and the the kid and this this poor member of staff who they must have lined them up. And uh, Triple H must have gone. All right, get me the daftest looking one. Game of the guy looks like he should be playing darts. Uh, <laughs> so I look so much more impressive next to him because I'm Triple H. And I wear shirts. Two sizes too small. Mwah, mwah. <laughs> Forgot all about them. And also the APA versus Just Joe versus the Watering Hole versus Haas. Four-way storyline. <laughs> I forgot uh, not only how good Perry Satin is, once again, foolish me, pop-up powerbomb by Perry Satin. Thank God I've got this uh, sock over my microphone for that one. Uh, also, Steve Blackman pump kicking the air. Forgot about how fun that was when he, he pump kicked the fire extinguisher fluid <laughs> because he was already in in his animation cycle had already started, so he couldn't break it. 
That was good times. Also remember Rock's mental eyes as he puts Benoit in the crossface and refuses to let go. Like, that was cool. New side of the Rock we're seeing, which is really cool. Rather than just this sort of, like, too cool for school, edgy dude. Like, dude, this is somebody who is, like, on the brink of, of losing the plot. And, and I like it. Bring on Fully Loaded next week. Matthew, me, Matt McMuscles from What Happened all get together to watch one of the best wrestling pay-per-views of the year 2000. What a time to be alive. Have you had a nice day today, Matt? I absolutely have, Tom. I'm wide awake now. I wish you could have been at the start of the podcast, but that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Matthew Gregg. That's where I post all my stuff, so that's all you need. Tom, what else have you got for us? Um, this week, well, all being well, Return of Desert Island craps tomorrow with a special secret guest, uh, which you will you will discover tomorrow morning if you download the wrestling news. So there's a hook and a tease, as we call it in the business. Find out who it is tomorrow morning on the on the Cult of Holly Wrestling News podcast. And until then. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. <gasps> beep, beep, loading missiles. Boss man <laughs> and his milky bike. <laughs> Don't forget to join us. Angle whips it out. <laughs> Love you, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> <laughs>